Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Escafil Files, a book analysis podcast where one diehard fan and one newbie start yet another podcast about Animorphs, the children's book series by K.A. Applegate. I'm Danielle, I use she or they pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at redtailtalk90, and my co-host is Jade. Hello, I'm Jade, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at jadeoxandrose, and I use they, them pronouns. We'll be making our way through the books one book at a time, analyzing the themes and how they stand up to time, and sharing the experience with our friends on Discord, the link to which you can find in the show notes. Today is a special recording because Jade and I are in the same room. This is where we can make eye contact on everything. <laughs> I can see just how little poker face Daniel actually has. It's great. I don't have one. <laughs> um, it's also a special one because we're talking about book 24. I cannot fucking believe this is a book that I read with my eyes <laughs> as opposed to another part of myself. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, I was warned going in that this is a ridiculous book. It's part of why we were kind of like, oh, this will be a fun one to read when we're in the same place. Mm-hmm. This is so fucking dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> I Is it is it re-engineering shark brain dumb? <laughs> I think it's worse, but in a different way. Because mm-hmm. I can actually be down with the concept of this one mm-hmm. in a fun sci-fi way. Yeah. It feels like very like magic school bus mm-hmm. almost in places. The central conceit is not what is ridiculous about this book. Mm. It's the execution <laughs> of said conceit. <laughs> I am so mad about this. (laughs) Like, I'm funny mad about it, but I am legit mad about it. Uh, Danielle lent me uh, her hard copy of the uh, book with the flip book in the corners. Incredible. Outstanding. Best part of the fact that I read it was doing the little flip book, I've got to say. Um, (laughs) And it's possibly for the best because I didn't throw it across the room because it's a delicate (laughs) construction at this point. Um, Arrow is exactly right Just what the fuck I, I choose to interpret that noise as what the fuck Yeah uh, Yeah it's uh, For those of you who are Uninitiated uh, Book 24 The Suspicion is a Cassie book That's um, not the problem with it That is actually stress. not the problem with it It is a problem with it But that is not the problem with it <laughs> Uh and it is pretty widely regarded as one of the just most ridiculous yeah. Animorphs books because of, in particular, the aliens who show up in it. And it's just, it's treated very much like a humor, almost parody. Yeah, that I think that's what it feels like. Um, in the same way, like Galaxy Quest yes. is a send-up. But also, you know how like they say Galaxy Quest is the best Star, Star Trek, Trek movie, movie ever made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's entertaining, though, <laughs> despite the presence of Tim Allen. <laughs> this, I, I, I can kind of see what they were going for. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they have this incredibly militaristic, driven, like, obsessively so um, alien species insistent on conquering everything and thinking they're better than everyone despite their central gimmick which we will explore later it's like 
it feels like it's a send up of the Yerks, mm-hmm. and it's meant it, and it's meant to be so. Like if you take the worst elements of Yerks and Andalites and condense them, and I use that term in a couple of ways, <laughs> um, you end up with the uh, the the species we meet in this book. I am horrified that there is going to be another book where these little shits show up. The Helmicrons. <laughs> when I asked Danielle, it's just like, am I going to hate these more than the car birds? And they were like, oh yeah, it's worse. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> At least I could appreciate the car birds. Like, I don't know how they evolved, but I can appreciate it. These... Given the size of their space, right, okay, the central conceit is they're very small. Extremely small. They're very small. The fact that you could literally grab their spaceship and punt it like a football, (laughs) and that's what I wanted to do basically (laughs) the entire time. (sighs) I've never felt more like Rachel in my desire to smash. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's so much. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, some book-specific content warnings are sexist, sexism and casual sanist language, uh, because... It's the 90s. It's the 90s, um, and everything is insane, um, and also, we, we have a little bit of book two Marco coming in with a lot of his jokes, and also just, like, the way that the books treat the Helmicrons in general, like, it feels like they're trying to do a thing, but it just comes off bad. Like... I think if they were treated more seriously, but yeah. I don't know how it would work because we get like each chapter is headed by like a ship's log from mm-hmm. some of the Helmocrons. And it's just so. They are, excuse me, they are clearly not meant to be taken seriously. No, not at all. And it, it would be one thing if the characters didn't take it seriously until there is viable reasons for them mm-hmm. to be a threat. But it feels like K.A. isn't either. Yeah. It's just like, oh, lols, here's our, wh- our wacky tiny aliens mm-hmm. that think they're really powerful and are going to destroy everyone and be almighty conquerors. Mm-hmm. But they're really small. Do you get, do you get the joke? <laughs> they're really small. <laughs> like super small. <laughs> Like, you think we've dealt with small before with the kids being flea sliced? No, no. Giants by comparison. <laughs> I fucking hate these. That's <laughs> so dumb. Oh, okay. <laughs> I suppose we should talk about the book now. We should probably talk about the book. Yeah, we uh, should talk about so the book. So chapter one opens, uh, as Jade mentioned, with a ship's log. Uh, the posthumous exhortation of the Emperor from the log of the Helicron ship, the Galaxy Blaster. Go forth, mighty warriors, go forth into space. All the galaxy shall tremble before the Helmicrons. All will obey us, all will be our slaves, for only we are truly worthy to be lords of the universe. My name is Cassie. (laughs) (sighs) I appreciate that, I suppose, the choice of making this a Cassie book and having... Cassie's point of view, given that she's such a grounded person, mm-hmm. she is the pacifist, to have her positioned against these extremely militaristic, war hungry. Yeah. I do like people. that 
every time we see Cassie interacting with them at the beginning, it's she's trying to like she is trying reach to, out and yeah. like negotiate. Yeah, we find out later that that is not in a very convenient way. That's never going to work with with these mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we get our little spiel. Um. And we get our first clear nudge, nudge, wink, wink joke where um, she talks about how the reader has to accept what is happening to us and to humanity because only by knowing can you fight the terrible evil that is upon us. I am referring, of course, to the Yergs, not to the Helmicrons. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and we get a little bit of like Cassie being the biologist Mm -hmm. that she is. Um, So it'd be interesting to study the evolution of Yerks and how they came to be the state that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a little bit about their biology. And we do get the vision that, yeah, it'd be interesting to study from like, in the, oh, okay, kind of like it must be fascinating to study cholera or typhoid. <laughs> like, with care. Yeah. And, and then we get the comparison of the Yerk. Well, it's not even a comparison. Cassie outright refers to the Yerks as a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but we open the actual book. Well, we have we have another log first mm-hmm. because they're not on every chapter. Okay, but they're on most of the chapters. These log entries. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, great emperor, the most wise, the most far-seeing. We have at last found a planet ripe for conquest. It is a very large planet filled with very large species. But the larger they are, the lower they will be brought as they cringe and tremble before our unstoppable might. From the log of the Helmicron ship Galaxy Blaster. Um, the fact that their ships sound like something a, a five-year-old would uh-huh. come up with as well. It's yep. just another way that I feel the narrative is underscoring the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of, of the Helmicrons. Um, we open on Cassie and Rachel interacting. Is good Cassie-Rachel. It is good Cassie-Rachel banter. Um, where... Cassie is doing some work, uh, in particular, helping to lift a bicycle into her dad's truck. They're collecting things to take to Goodwill, um, slash get rid of. Um, and, uh, Rachel is there trying to convince Cassie to come with her first to the mall and then to the beach. Um, we get a very nice bit where Cassie's like, come here, I want to rub some dirt on you and see if it sticks. Uh, because the joke is that Cass, uh, Rachel could wallow in dirt and come out sparkling clean. Uh, I love the way this <laughs> demonstrated is Cassie throws dirt. Yeah. Uh, it's described as like a gentle lob. Uh-huh. But nonetheless, uh, Rachel just like catch, snatches it out of midair, drops it, Cass like, let me see your hand. And Rachel's like, no. <laughs> You'll never know. Yep. Uh, And then Rachel spots the, there's a nearby old water pump, hand operated, that isn't really used. um, And attached to it is like a toy spaceship kind of thing, um, which is weird. And it's also weird in the sense that it gives Cassie a bad feeling because that water pump happens to be where she hid the blue box after the David incident. Um, and yeah, I like this, like little side of just like, and I appreciate that we have, and we had it with Tobias as well. Like they're recognizing this is a thing mm-hmm. that they did, mm-hmm. but also David was a rat. Literally, he would live a rat and die a rat, and it wasn't something Cassie liked thinking about. And that's it. No more mention of yep. it. 
<laughs> I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and the... I do love the casual, I say the casual shade. It, it goes on to full, full blown teasing because mm-hmm. they wonder if it's maybe something from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie's guess is Romulan. Uh, and then there is the nod that Marco and Jake are nerds mm-hmm. because they would know. And it's just like, look, we done know this about them, but I appreciate it's being made clear for all that, like, Jake is also painted as more of a jock like no they both like video games and star trek and star wars you know yeah uh but cassie says all right look it's a really beautiful day why don't you just go ahead and throw the toy on the goodwill pile and i'll let you take me to the beach and she says that she's going to borrow some of her mum's bermuda shorts to wear the big striped ones to to rachel's horror Mm -hmm. (laughs) and cassie is just fucking with rachel Mm -hmm. naturally naturally most powerful emperor, lord of the galaxy, disaster has struck your bold minions. Our engines have malfunctioned. We searched the planet for a power source we could tap, but now, even as we replenished our strength from a strange source of transforming power, one of the alien monsters of this planet has attacked. We have sustained damage, but we are undaunted. Perhaps the weak and unworthy captain of the planet crusher will assist us so that we may achieve everlasting glory. From the log of the Helmicron ship, Galaxy Blaster. Cassie and Rachel spend a few hours at the beach. <laughs> um, and when they come back, Jake is waiting for them. And we have this incredible, this is some beautiful teenage. Yes. Teenage puppy love vibes because Jake is steadfastly keeping his vo- focus on Cassie's face because she's just in a swimsuit mm-hmm. right now. And like Cassie is like suddenly excruciatingly aware of the fact that she is in a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because Jake saw us coming and looked like he wanted to hide. It suddenly occurred to me that he'd never seen me in a bathing suit. Now I wanted to hide. Mm-hmm. And he's doing like a little wave and just like eyes like straight mm-hmm. up. And bear in mind, we know how much taller Jake is than uh-huh. Cassie as well. So, yep. Uh, Rachel's joking about like, all right, well, Jake's here. That means we have to go on a mission. Uh, and normally he would have smiled, but he just swallowed, darted a look at the rest of me, blushed, and once again grimly focused on my face. <laughs> and that's, and this is some peak teenage girl, like yeah. Cassie. And bear in mind, she's standing next to Rachel. And mm-hmm. yes, Rachel is Jake's cousin, but I feel like even if you don't especially care about your appearance, mm-hmm. like you have other things on your mind, standing next to your very attractive friend mm-hmm. when you're in just a bathing suit. And Cassie's like... Uh, he thinks I look dumpy. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, Rachel's immediate like, Cassie, you're hopeless. What you know about guys could fit on the head of a pin. Oh, I see. That's funny. Given what's coming later in the book. <laughs> I hate this. Um, good grief. That Rachel is Charlie Brown. Uh, that is not a she looks dumpy look. That's a whoa, she looks hot, but I better not show any reaction or she'll get offended look. <laughs> And Jake just like, I bought stuff. And you could just imagine him just doing the whole not looking vibe. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jake is stammering in he this is. moment. He's like tripping over his words. And um, and Rachel has moved behind Jake while he's talking and is doing an impression of him looking embarrassed. <laughs> um, and then Cassie spots... Uh, another spaceship. Um, it's different than the one that was there before, shorter and broader. Um, 
and the bridge is different. Uh, and this is extremely weird because we, one, we know we put the first one on the load for Goodwill, which her dad has now taken to Goodwill. Um, so where the fuck did the second one come from? It wasn't here before, for sure. Um, and then the ship lifts off and flies away. Uh, <laughs> and Jake's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Rachel's like, oh, we thought it was Romulan. Mm -hmm. um, but we have this moment of Jake just after Cassie points out what's hidden in the water pump, we have Jake snap to, to leader mode. Like, okay, weekend cancelled. Cassie, Rachel, Morph, go to the woods, get Tobias an axe. He's going to get Marco. Group meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a group meeting, uh, and really this meeting is just an opportunity to ask Axe if he knows what the fuck is going on. Uh, Axe, in fact, does not know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> just like, hey, Axe, is there any way the Yerks would use some kind of tiny miniaturized flying thing? And <laughs> bless Axe. Like, that's the vaguest thing. Just like, uh, a, walk, a flying thing. What is a flying thing? And Mark's <laughs> like, a thing that flies. <laughs> And when Jake like no, like a toy spaceship, and actually, like, why would they use a toy? They have a real spaceship. <laughs> um, it's just relatable. Yep. Uh, so because Axe doesn't really have an idea, they decide. All right. Well, we're gonna go get the ship that where we know it is, which is at Goodwill. So they all morph to seagulls, and they all fly to Goodwill. Jake, Rachel, and Cassie go inside and talk to the clerk and convince the clerk, "Hey, there's we." Delivered something here earlier by mistake. Can we go get it? And he's like, sure, I guess. There's a, there's a moment here where he's, where he like quizzes them. Oh, what kind of spaceship is it? Cause I don't want you going in the back and stealing something that isn't yours out of fucking goodwill. Okay. Um, this is some, I love, I say I love this gatekeep college. He's yeah. described as a college age kid. Romulan Federation, Klingon, Dominion, Ferengi, or maybe it was the Babylon 5 universe. Minbari, Shadows, or was it from the Star Wars? No, he he doesn't say the Star Wars. I misread. This is clearly somebody who knows his nerd media. He's like, was it a TIE fighter? And to be fair, Rachel and Cassie just look at Jake and he's just like, Romulan. <laughs> uh, so they go in the back and they do find it next to a couple of other toys. Um, I'm just now wondering, I might have to Google after if just like if a Romulan ship had been seen at that point on screen in. I don't know. I mean, it must have. Yeah, maybe. Um, and, uh, then they, so they see this spaceship. Jake goes to pick it up and then, uh, another or the other ship. It's, uh, this is why this is just so sloppily written. Because mm. it, it says, uh, then through the open loading bay, a swift silvery machine, no more than five or six inches long, swooped into the room. This is supposed to be the other ship, the one that we just saw. Yeah, the one that is smaller with the bigger engines. Right. And, like, one, it, it's not described as, oh, that other ship. Mm -hmm. It's described as a new ship. And I, it, it's just unnecessarily confusing. Yeah. Uh, but at which point they start getting fired on by very tiny lasers. <laughs> it's every time uh, someone very, very small is speaking or uh, you're looking at the, the firing of it's, these ship guns, it's in tiny font. Yeah, I do. <laughs> 
I appreciate that kind of level to detail with my formatting. I won't yes. lie. Yes. Um, it's like at least, what, two font sizes smaller? Like uh, if yeah. this is a 10, that's a 8. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no, it's, yeah, you would it's noticeable through. And this includes the, um, the logs mm-hmm. at the beginning. Um, but yep. yes, yeah, speaking of, yeah, I should do a squeaky voice. So really, I'm as bad as K.A. <laughs> Most omnipotent leader, we have located the fools of the Galaxy Blaster. They have allowed themselves to be taken by the large aliens of this planet. But your loyal ship, Planet Crusher, will destroy all who stand in our way and will save that other unworthy ship so that they might perhaps by mere accident serve your great will. Uh, from the log of the Helmicron ship, Planet Crusher. <laughs> Uh, God, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, so these, both of these ships are firing, or no, just the one is firing at this point. Firing at them, and it's, it's like... Pinpricks. Pinpricks, essentially. Like, it, enough to be, ow! Yeah. What the fuck? Um, Rachel is horrified because they get a shot at her hair, and it yeah, actually severs... Some of the hair, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she picks up a baseball bat. Yeah, she's ready. Like, she's calling them a punk. And he's ready to go. <laughs> Um, she misses, uh, one or two strikes, uh... I do appreciate that Jake, because Mark, and he expressly says, because Marco isn't there to say it, we get a strike one, <laughs> which is, uh, and he's just like, that's very, and Rachel, that's very amusing, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake suggests that they back off a bit, so they do, um, and, uh, the new ship, the Planet Crusher... It's- Gives uh, the other one a toe. Yeah, gives gives the galaxy blaster a bit of a jump start slash toe, and so the other ship lifts off. Um, and they think, okay, well, maybe they'll just leave. Uh, but they don't. They kind of hover looking at, at the kids. Mm-hmm. And Jake's like, alright, well, have the bat ready. If they start shooting at us, then swing. Um, and then the aliens speak to them uh, in thought speak, interestingly. Aliens, give us the power source. Give it to us and we will let you live as our slaves. We will not crush and annihilate you as we will crush and annihilate all the people of this planet. Uh, and Cassie explains to Jake that they mean the blue box. Uh, and then a second voice says, No, we shall not let all three of you live. Only the one who brings us the power source. All the others must feel the wrath of the brave Helmicron warriors, the true and natural rulers of the galaxy. And <laughs> Rachel looks at Jake like, now can I hit them? <laughs> and this Please. is where Cassie tries to uh like reason with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, uh like is smiling, arms raised, like, hi, welcome to Earth. Look, some of what you're saying sounds almost threatening. <laughs> and I'm sure you don't mean it that way, but I'm like Do you insult the flower of Helmicron Space Forces? You may insult the crew of the Planet Crusher, but he who insults the Galaxy Blaster will be smashed into little bits and those bits ground into dust, and that dust will be blown away by the wind. <laughs> they talk like this throughout the, the whole, whole time. time. The, whole, the time. whole time. They don't know another way to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fire again, and then they just leave. They They zip around and leave. <laughs> and... <laughs> for about 10 seconds, the three of us just stared at one another. There were a lot of words for what we were feeling. Disbelief, incredulity, amazement, and resentment. Rachel said it first. Oh, come on. Like, we don't have enough problem aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cassie uh, figures out that they're heading back to the blue box. 
So they send Tobias to follow them because he's already in morph. Well, the others morph to go fly with them. They all morph birds of prey. Get a nice, uh, weird description of morphing. Um, and they give chase. Uh, turns out Axe does not know about the Helmicrons. Yeah. We know he didn't pay attention in school. It's entirely possible that the <laughs> Antelites do know who they are. Just Axe doesn't. Yep. Um, uh, and Ma- and this is Marco speaking for all of us. <laughs> How can aliens be that small? It makes no sense. They'd have to be fa- they have to faster than light travel in a three inch toy spaceship. Marco, <laughs> you're so right. You are the most valid you have perhaps ever been. <laughs> um, uh, Axe does point out that hey, we don't know how large they are. Maybe these are just like robot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, remote controlled spaceships. This is not the case, Axe, you beautiful optimistic being. That's not mm-hmm. that's not how it is. Um we the kids finish morphing and uh take off. And as they approach, uh they realize or they see up ahead, Tobias is basically in a dogfight with these two ships, because while being a full sized human Dealing with these tiny pinprick lasers, maybe not an issue. Uh, significantly more of an issue for Tobias, who is closer in skies, or at least on a scale with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it becomes even more dangerous when they realize these ships are aiming at Tobias's eyes, mm-hmm. trying to blind him. Yep. Uh, so what follows is a interesting little fight mm. um, where... Uh, Rachel and Jake are the first, uh, into the melee. Uh, they manage to get some good hits on the ships, but being birds, they're only kind of able to knock them around. They don't, mm-hmm. re- they don't really do any damage. Um, and, you know, there, it's, it's a lot of like flipping around and doing a bunch of aerial gymnastics. I do get, we have the reality of, um, of what it's, like to try and fight in a as a bird against a spaceship, yeah. even if they're on the same sort of scale. Because mm-hmm. Cassie tries slamming one of them because uh, she can't get her talons up and just stuns herself a little mm-hmm. in the process. Yep. Um, and but the ships take off. They realize that in this fight, the power source is more important, and they do move faster than the birds. Yes. So they shoot down to Cassie's farm. To go get the blue box. They do question why they attacked Tobias, but we'll find out later that the game, probably because they've examined the box now, they mm-hmm. can see or they, their senses can pick up like people who have got the morphing power. Like mm-hmm. they have a, I'll let the fact that morphing ability leaves a signature on a person. But <laughs> you know what? That's one of the least objectionable parts of this book, <laughs> frankly. Just, just think about it like Hralocyte from Daymorphing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, For sure. But, uh, yeah, so they give chase back to the farm. Uh, the Helmicrons are able to get the box out of the pump before Jake and Rachel get there. I will um, say the visual of these little ships mm-hmm. tractor beaming the Escafil device. And just them being able to grab it and pull it out of the tractor beam, that's funny. That yes. is very good. Yes. I like that. Um, but this is where things get nasty. I remember when this is like on Cassie's farm as well. So there's, mm-hmm. uh, that, there's always that risk there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is that as birds, uh, the Animorphs tire. 
Um, they, they wear out. It's exhausting to be doing this much aerial gymnastics, especially as birds of prey and not as like, you know, a songbird or something else that's built for that kind of thing. Yeah. Rachel ties first is the largest mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Rachel lands, has to demorph. Uh, Axe has to land and demorph because he, uh, was hit in the eye. Um, and Cassie lands and demorphs because she is, uh, the fastest morpher and she realizes that she wants to have fingers to be able to grab mm-hmm. the ships. Uh, so she begins demorphing, um, and she follows a ship into the barn door, the, the ship that has the blue box, uh, into the barn. Um, that is described as sitting atop the blue box like a hen trying to hatch an egg. Mm-hmm. And so she goes in, um, and Bless she's, <laughs> Bless her. she's like, look, give it to us. I don't want to hurt you, but I will if you don't. And the Helmicrons are like, surrender or be annihilated. <laughs> and Cassie's like, I don't think that that's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> I, I really don't think you guys are going to have much luck conquering Earth. We will crush <laughs> you. All humans will serve us. <laughs> she's like, I don't mean to be insensitive. <laughs> And um, I don't want to be sizist, but has it occurred to you that we're kind of big for you to conquer? <laughs> I mean, your whole ship is smaller than my foot and your weapons don't really harm us. And then <sighs> she thinks she's getting through to them because they don't respond for a moment. And then they uh men in black, <laughs> de- nebula- de- not to nebulize. Not defibrillate uh, either. Deneuralize is mm. what the device in Men in Black is called. Either way, this sort of flashbulb light goes off a, a bright green light mm-hmm. um doesn't hurt making those spots and cassie realizes she's shrinking yep which isn't an entirely new concept to her she shrinks all the time with her morphs but she's not morphing yeah. and she's shrinking smaller than even the insects that she has morphed mm-hmm. um and because this is not get changing shape either she is staying herself yep and getting smaller. And Cassie realizes, oh, this is bad. <laughs> um, and yells at the Helmicrons, who's just like, Ha! Your glory in your swollen, bloated bulk, human. You dare to defy us. We shall see how bold you are when you are the same size as we are. Now you will taste bitter defeat. Now you will feel the sting of eternal humiliation. Cassie's like, I don't glory in my... Hey, who are you calling bloated? <laughs> Um, she's still shrinking. Mm-hmm. Tobias flies in because uh, you can hear her <laughs> shouting, and he's like, "Tobias, look out! They have a shrinking ray." A what? And Flash is just like, "Never mind. You'll find out soon enough." <laughs> uh, <laughs> you all think to resist the might of the Helmicrons because you are large and because you glow with the transformational power, but we too know how to use the transformational power. Shrink. Shrink and become our abject and pitiable slaves. Tobias is like, hey, I'm shrinking. And you've already shrunk. (laughs) Tobias, you have to warn the others. Uh, Go tell them that they're using the blue box to do this. And he's like, I can't leave you. You're super small. You're going to get squished. And he turns, but he's not able to stop Marco. I love that he's hummingbird-sized by Uh this point. And... um, and he's like, well, that's unfortunate. Marco appears, gets screamed at to get back. But, of course, what he heard was, get back. Uh, it's written in small text. It's fun. Um, and then Marco is shrunk. Yeah, has a quick quip about flash photography. Uh, but he is able to warn the others. Yeah. Uh, before he gets too small to, for his voice to carry. 
Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> just like, <laughs> Jake's like, what's happening? Is Marco calm as anything? Well, the Helmicrons have the blue box and they seem to be using it in a kind of bizarre way. <laughs> and Jake's like, I'm coming in. He's like, no! <laughs> Yelling in a voice that already sounds like he's breathing helium. No, Jake and Alex, do not come in. <laughs> and then there's an afterthought. Rachel, you could come in. <laughs> and Tobias is like, Marco, the hell? Uh, oh. Yep. So everybody else stays out. So it's three and three. Um, and uh, Cassie ceases shrinking uh, at approximately one sixteenth of an inch size, which is like what did we say that was in millimeters? Uh, one, one and a half, one and a half, about one and a half millimeters. Um, and the grains of dirt are the size of soccer balls. Scattered bits of hay were looking like huge felled trees. One thing that Jade and I noticed as we were reading this book is that the sizing seems very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It, it's relatively easy to put it down to kind of an unreliable narrator kind of thing. Because yeah, and it's also very hard to judge the, the actual size of things that are bigger than you. Yes. Um. Um. Either way, Marco is coming over. Uh, makes a quip about honey i shrunk the animorphs yeah and we just have this great line of jake and it's like rachel get a brick <laughs> which is just the kind of like you know solid thinking i guess yep uh and rachel's just like i am loaded and ready <laughs> give him a warning shot careful not to hit cassie or the others so rachel throws the brick misses on purpose um and Jake's like, listen, that's a warning shot. The next one lands right on top of you. Leave the blue box, restore our people to normal size, and we'll let you leave pe- peacefully. Never! Your brick weapon does not frighten us! Yeah, well, it banged up your other ship pretty well. Helmicrons, listen to me. I recognized Axe's thought-speak voice, which meant he was probably in his normal body. Helmicrons, if you are capable of spaceflight, you must also understand the fundamental laws of motion. Her weapon has a mass as great as the mass of your ship. It will be thrown at a velocity that will... Do not lecture us on physics, you inferior human. (laughs) (laughs) I am not an inferior human. I'm an Andalite. Hey, Rachel said. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that humans were inferior. We will crush you, Andalite. All Andalites will grovel before us. Not if my friend Rachel hits you with the dense oblong cube she's holding. (laughs) It's a brick axe. It's called a brick. We build houses out of them. Perhaps <laughs> Perhaps you should not mention that fact. Axe said it in a side. The Helmicons are already contemptuous of humans. And it's just like, oh my god. This whole comedy of errors is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but Rachel's ready to, to kick off. I'm kind of, to, yeah, I was going to say Rachel gets a little bit of, they, they, we said about the warning of book two, Marco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, it's the kind of Rachel Marco antagonism that yeah. I thought we were past, mm-hmm. which I don't need because, um, Rachel's like, fix my friends and also Marco. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of my children equally. <laughs> mm. Or you get bricked. Um, uh, the other ship comes back, starts firing a little bit of chaos. The ship with the, uh, uh, or Rachel lets the brick fly, but it isn't aimed. It's about to drop on Marco, Tobias, and Cassie. Axe catches it with his tail blade. Or actually, he Slice slices it. it with his tail it's, blade. It's that, it's that good fruit ninja, like, slice. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, Jake hits the ground, but he's able to reach up and grab the 
morphing cube out of the tractor beam from the other ship, mm-hmm. and the ships fly away. Uh, leaving Marco, Tobias, and Cassie super tiny. <laughs> this one is yours. It's the planet crusher. <laughs> oh, okay, that's how we're going to divvy these up. Okay. Oh, great one. Most magnificent of all leaders, we have met the vast enemy in battle and have triumphed. Using the power source we discovered, we have shrunk three of the aliens to our size. And we would have captured the power source as well, but for the cowardice of the galaxy blaster. Filled with the courage you give us, we shall recapture the power source and use it to drive our enemies before us, wailing and crying. (laughs) This is fun to read. I will give it that much. (laughs) When you treat it with exactly as much respect as it deserves, it's fun. But um, the kids are—they we have the t- the tiniest of tinies. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least they're together. Yes. Uh, Axe is like, um, he's like, yeah, I think they sussed out how to use the uh, the blue box to to shrink them. And Mark is like, yeah, you think? But none of them hear it because his voice is incredibly small. Um, yep. Axe suggests they try to morph, uh, and Cassie. Uh, Attempts it, but realizes that morphing Osprey, she shrinks even more. Uh, and she immediately backs out of that because she definitely doesn't want to be even smaller than she is now. There is a very weird conversation that follows uh, with Axe. Whoops, uh, because Cassie mentions... Man, I don't even want to think about what would happen if I morphed Flea. Would I be microscopic? And then Axe gives us the <laughs> mathematical rundown oh, well, you know, we can assume that a flea is no more than a sixteenth of an inch long, but if you're already a sixteenth of an inch long, then blah, 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 a flea would be point zero 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 two six zero four of an inch. <laughs> Mark, if he says thus again, there are lots bite of buses him on the in the full explanation. <laughs> uh, and so... <laughs> Axe, I don't think we're a quarter inch, I think we're small enough. Ah, then you should make an appropriate adjustment. Yep. He, g- he gives the number again. Um, which is point zero 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 six five one. To which point, Cassie asks Marco how big that is. Yep. Um, which uh, he immediately is able to respond. Bigger than a virus, smaller than a period. Mm-hmm. And Axe is like, I would ad- not advise morphing to flea. You would be operating at a microbial level. Okay, not fleas. I don't want to be a flea anyway. That's not the problem. <laughs> and and. Because now Cassie's dad is approaching. Yep. Uh, there is Axe morphs human, and then Jake, Rachel, and Axe have to try to talk to Cassie's dad about, oh, you know, she's just out. Yeah. She'll be back. Uh, and Cassie's dad is like, all right, then why are you here? Mm-hmm. And who are you? Looking at Axe. Axe like, oh, I'm a friend from school. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... Originally, yeah, and it's just like, uh, bless him. Because he asks where, uh, Axe is from. Mm -hmm. uh, Because Jake uses the expert. Oh, he's, he's from a different country. Yeah. Um, and bless Axe, who's been reading the world almanac (laughs) that Cassie gave. She's like, I am from the Republic of Ivory Coast. (laughs) And this is, this is one of the funny moments that works because Cassie is black. Yep. Just like, She's like, if you don't mind me saying, you don't look like you'd be from the Ivory Coast. (laughs) Um, How about Equatorial Guinea, the Republic of Kyrgyzstan, Canada? And I appreciate Cassie, you know what, yeah, let's go with Canada. (laughs) 
I'm from Canada. I am Canadese. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Marco's just like, oh, I think he's doing okay. They might think he's an idiot, but I don't think they're going to think he's an alien. <laughs> uh, and Cassie's dad is like, all right, well, Cassie's not here. You three need to leave. And they're like, leave? And he's like, yeah, this is my house. <laughs> leave. <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate Cassie's just like, I do not. And it's, it's described as he's, like, getting very close to being pissed off. This is a busy man. <laughs> yep. Just, like, these might be Cassie's friends, but also just, like, why are you here mm-hmm. in the barn where the animals are? Mm-hmm. Like, get off my property. <laughs> yeah. Children, leave. Go yep. home. So Rachel, Jake, and Axe have no choice but to leave the barn. Uh, it, Cassie's dad kicks up some dirt and buries Cassie in an avalanche of dust uh, but she realizes it's not really that big of a problem because the gaps between the dirt particles are large enough that she can breathe easily and she can also move the rocks easily because they have the, the whole, oh, you're smaller, therefore you're much stronger thing going. I don't think that's how I that do not works. think that that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I actually, uh, the one believable kind of shrinking science fiction that I've seen is Michael Crichton's Micro. All right. Um, and they actually had some really interesting, uh, he put in some really interesting kind of sciences to it where it's like, all right, so you're also going to get cold much faster because you have much more surface area to body ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other things like that. It was very interesting. Uh, but now I think about that kind of thing when I see this. I'm like, you didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what else is small? Ants. Ants are strong and small. Yeah. Let's, let's use that. Yeah. And to be fair, like, I don't, hanging a lampshade, go, oh, this doesn't make sense, says Cassie. Yeah. And just, <laughs> well, I don't know. We can ask Axe later. Yep. Uh, like, and Tobias is trying to give an explanation about how small birds are faster than big birds. Right. And just like, that's speed, not strength. But, you know, maybe it's true anyway. <laughs> I mean, look how tiny gymnasts have to be. <laughs> that has to do with rotation, doesn't it? Is that the same as strength? Because why like, are we sitting around having a science class when we're in the size of dust? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. uh, so they're just kind of sitting around, like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" Cassie's dad eventually kind of walks around and, I believe, leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two Helicron forces appear mm-hmm. in their. Uh- Dressed in silvery one-piece suits covering bodies that were almost human, if you overlook the extra set of legs. Uh, silver suits with turquoise collars. These are some well-dressed aliens. <laughs> um, and are just like... We are the mighty Helmicrons of the planet Crusher, the deadliest ship in the glorious Helmicron fleet. Uh, surrender to us now and live as our degraded beasts of burden or resist us and be utterly annihilated. <laughs> Uh, the kids- and Cassie's instinct is to laugh because they're the yeah. same size they are at this point. Yeah. Uh, but then they raise their little uh, dragon beams, uh, which are now considerably more dangerous to uh, these tiny anamorphs. Um, but then another group of, of <laughs> Hamilcrons appear, these ones with magenta collars. Um, and of course, they begin to fight over who gets the gets prisoners, the prisoners. I the, 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 these are the rightful prisoners of the galaxy was to stand back you cowards and let true helmicron heroes gather up their just booty and, just, and mark is just like we're just booty <laughs> i'm glad that's what got a, a laugh out of you is he <laughs>
a shirt that says I'm just booty. <laughs> um, but thankfully, like, so there's this standoff between the two Helmicron crews, uh, and then the cavalry arrives uh, because cockroaches have entered the scene. Yep. Described as being the size of a Walmart. We don't know. Uh, like a, for, a, a like a gas station forecourt, maybe? We were doing the... We were trying to figure this out relatively. Yeah. Either way, they're big. Yeah. Comparatively speaking. Um, um, but it's Jake and Rachel and Axe. Yep. And oh, it's not Axe yet. Axe is, Axe is about to appear and upset <laughs> everybody. Yeah, because uh, Tobias is like, how did you find us? And the Rachel and Jake are like, oh, well, Axe led us. And, and they're like, Axe? And then they turn around, Axe, a wolf spider. <laughs> now, I, wolf spiders, I kind of dig. I think yeah, I kind of like them. But I can understand how being that small mm-hmm. next to a wolf spider. Yeah. And we're talking about how Cassie describes the legs being like each the size of the St. Louis. Uh, is St. Louis? Is St. Louis. St. Louis, yes. When it's Americans. Um, <laughs> but it's the eyes that have got Cassie really unsettled. Yeah. Is that true of spiders that they have a mix of compound eyes and regular eyes? Yes. Yes, cool. they do. Uh, I think some of them have a different mix than others, but I think a lot of spiders have um, some combination where some of them are simple eyes that kind of just sense light, dark, and then other ones are multifaceted. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Either way, uh, we've got Axe as this obviously in like building size, like skyscraper sized wolf spider mm-hmm. being like, hello, did I make an error when I said I was Canadese? <laughs> <laughs> And whereas Cassie's more focused on checking in whether he has control over the morph. Yep. Uh, and the Helmicrons uh, are reacting to the sight of this They're, giant they're running spider. away as they yell, Bag, do you think to terrify us with your pitiful morphs? <laughs> I just love the vision of them running away while screaming back that they aren't scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and Axe tells, or Jake tells Axe to make sure that they keep running. <laughs> and we have this description of jer- of Axe being like jerky and swift and as evil looking as a creature as I ever hope to see. And I'm like, I thought we were past this. Come on. Mm-hmm. I know spiders can be unsettling to look at. Mm-hmm. Frankly, a large spider, when you are smaller than it, is probably less unsettling to watch move. Because one of the things that's upsetting about watching spiders move is how fast they are mm-hmm. when they're so small. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yep. It's either way, Axe might be a large wolf spider, comparatively speaking, but um the weapons are going to hurt him. Yes. Significantly so. The ship weapons at yes. least. Yes. Um because uh, the ship weapons fire and they hit some of Axe's eyes and they also cut off a few of his legs. Um and Jake's yelling at him to demorph, but he can't demorph because then he will crush uh, Cassie, uh, mm-hmm. Marco, and Tobias. Oh my god, um, I just got to the war cry. <laughs> neep. <laughs> neep! We are the warriors <laughs> who say neep. It's there. <laughs> you can look, it's neep, neep, neep. <laughs> A spoken cry. <laughs> neep. Um, I do love how Axe is still very chill, just like, I will crush them. <laughs> well, I like may crush them. 
Um, uh, the ships fire on Jake and Rachel, uh, and everything is kind of going to shit. And uh, Cassie, Marco, and Tobias are like, "Well, we we literally can't run away fast enough because we are." So small, we just can't cover enough distance to get yeah. out of the way. Tobias can at least get airborne enough to be out right. of harm's way. So Cassie says to Marco that they've got to surrender. Yep. Uh, Marco doesn't like it, but uh, knows she's right. Yep. And it's just like, we surrender. Mighty Helicrons, make us your slaves. We fear your might. <laughs> um. Uh, so a couple of the Helicrons come out of one of the ships grab Marco and Cassie and pull them onto the ship and then fly away. Um, <laughs> and then we get kind of an inside look at the Helmicrons. Uh, you are slaves now aboard the glorious Helmicron ship Planet Crusher. We will take you to our captain. You will crawl. And they force them on their hands and knees and make them crawl through the ship to the bridge. And <laughs> it's a noisy ship. There's a lot of clanging and pounding. It's very bright. Uh, they enter a room with a dome ceiling and shallow bowl floor. In the center of the room stood a single Helmicron. Beams of light illuminated him like a movie star on an Oscar night. He looked like any of the other Helmicrons except for the fact that he was wearing a flowing gold cape. And there was one other difference. He's dead. <laughs> He's about as dead as you can be. Marco agreed. The Helmicron captain did not move, did not breathe. His eyes did not look at us. He was covered with what looked like a lot of bread mold and cobwebs. What was worse, it was fairly obvious how he died. His arms and four legs were shackled, bolted to the deck. Three long steel sh swords were sticking through his body. It all looked very ceremonial. <laughs> and they realized that these are maybe not a species that they can negotiate with well. Oh, my God.